Mic check, mic check. Where the fuck is my check? You're now tuned in to Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Yeah, alright, let me go ahead and turn this down a little bit, there we go, hey what's going on everybody, it's your boy A-Double and you're tuned into another episode of Do-Rags and Boat Shoes, so um, just shout out to everybody for listening, shout out to everybody for the love, the feedback, everything like that, I know I say it weekly, but I really do appreciate everybody listening, just thank you so much. And uh, just shout out to everybody listening, you know, whether you're at work, whether you're, you know, chilling at, at the crib, you know, or you're working out or you're taking your dog for a walk or you're going for a walk yourself. You know, you got your iPod in or you got your, you know, whatever kind of device you're using to listen, maybe even a Zoom, you know, uh, just thank you. I appreciate everything that uh, that you say to me, you know, positive or negative. You know, I do take everything into consideration. So much love to everybody out there. So, with that said, let's go ahead and uh, throw some stuff up on that Summer Jam screen. <clears throat> Excuse me. First thing that I really want to put up there um, will have to be um, the NU haters, you know. Uh, I have to put y'all up there. You know, I just finished watching the game, the Miami-Nebraska uh, game. Great game. I mean, it was a little bit heartbreaking. I did, you know, go out and run some errands with my lady. Uh, you know, that first half wasn't the second quarter. You know, we kind of fell behind and it was looking kind of flat and stagnant. And then that's when all these trolls came out. I, I don't know why I'm friends with these people on Facebook, but um, a lot of people hate Nebraska and they live right here in Nebraska. They hate Nebraska football, and I've, I've never understood that that logic. And it's not the people that, you know, have a specific college team. Like, I, I respect that. You know, if you have a team that you really like or you, your alma mater, you know, is something different than in you that you went to. Or, you know, you participated in some sports there or whatever, even if you didn't graduate from that college or you got some family or your folks went there or you grew up in that, you know, in that city or that state that has a big, you know, football program in that college or whatever. You got some friends that go there, you know. Um, but I've never understood the people who always root against Nebraska. It don't matter who we're playing, they will go ahead and root for the other team. Because Nebraska fans, they're 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 not disrespectful at all. If you've ever been to a game, and I think most of these people haven't, I mean, we're we're some of the classiest fans. And I say we're because I'm a big Husker fan myself. But we're uh, some of the classiest fans that I think in college football you know we get a we get a W over a team you know either we you know if we win by a field goal we win by three or four touchdowns you know we don't go gloating in that other team's face or anything like that you a lot of times you'll see the players come out at the end you know come out to the big red end if it's up in Lincoln you know uh, excuse me and they'll hold hands and pray with the opposing uh, players and the fans are the same way, you know, they'll be like, hey, good game and things like that. And, you know, we'll go out and celebrate and things of that sort. So I, I really I've, I've never understood that logic. You know, I think those are the same type of people, you know, who 
root for every team that we play against, even though they live here. I think those are the same people who love to play devil's advocate. You know, they can't get any attention. So any kind of negative attention, well, you know, it just it just really gets them going. It really get they get the rocks off doing stuff like that. So I, I've never understood that logic. So somebody help me understand that because I know people in other states you know who have like big professional teams i know they got some people in the in their state like that but i've never understood that logic it's like you live here if you ain't got no family at these other schools and stuff like that like go ahead and just you know root for the home team you know you know rep your soil you know that's how i feel but at the same time you know i i just can't understand that logic so I'm not giving a shout out to the haters at all, but um, yeah, y'all need to figure something out. Just get a team and stick with it. You know, for those people who's always posting, you know, you know, uh, anti-Husker memes and stuff like that, I, I really don't get it. Like, was like, did your boss like fire you while he was wearing like a Husker polo or something like that, or was the was there like a game on, and you know, your girl, you caught your girl, you know sucking another nigga dick or some shit like that you know does does the huskers give you you know remind you of a bad time or something like that like that's something that i've never figured out because in the state of nebraska for my folks listening you know who, who haven't been here like the the nu football program like that that's our professional team like no matter you know from omaha with half a million almost half a million people here to um and that's including, I'm, I'm including like Elkhorn and all that other bullshit that I don't care if there's annex or not. But, you know, that's, you know, from Omaha, the metropolitan area, you know, the big ass city that I'm in, all the way to, you know, the, the small, you know, farmers and the, the small, you know, um, podunk towns and even the reservations out in the panhandle which is all the way super far west it's almost in uh you know colorado everybody loves the huskers so i've never understood that small group of people and you always find them they they that 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 hate the nu football program like i've never understood that like how do you get off rooting against you know your home team you know that that just that makes me question you know who you are as a person you know especially if you don't have your you know especially the way that you do it you root for every single team that plays against the huskers you just you just seem bitter like everybody in the city like the city pretty much anytime there's a husker game no matter if it's the 11 a.m kickoff game or you know like last week the 9 p.m game or 8 p.m game the city shuts down like you can drive anywhere in the city there ain't gonna be no traffic jams i mean you're gonna see about five six seven eight cashiers at walmart just standing around same at target i mean it just dies down because everybody in the city loves it except for those select few so but anyways i don't know you haters just just get it together i mean it's it's very poisonous to have an attitude like that you know i i, I think you guys have a very um i don't know how i should say this but you have a very um sick sense sick sense of belonging you know you want to you want to i think you secretly want to be a husker fan but you're like oh all these people are sheep and all this other shit no it's okay to belong you know we we will accept you i mean it's okay i mean come on don't fight the feeling you can't fight it go big red but when NU was uh, losing 
horribly like 33 to 10 in the fourth quarter you just seen everything on social media like oh the huskers suck blah 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 and a lot of folks were giving up i ain't gonna lie i was i was almost there i'm just like fuck but i'm like all right let me record this and keep watching because i had to run my lady up to the um up to the uh the pub up there in midtown cross and i forgot the name of it because she's an isu alum and uh, her team is playing toledo so her association her uh her uh, cyclones association they got a little gathering up there so i dropped her off up there recorded the rest of the game and i'm just like all right let me just sit through and watch it and my man tommy armstrong he channeled his inner tommy frazier brought us back you know 23 points you know in the fourth quarter to force an overtime but now miami i know they had some issues with that head coach coach they want to get him up out the paint because um they were talking about it and they showed you know uh some guy flying one of those you know those small engine planes with a banner talking about get rid of them these banners are expensive but he chose to do something really odd he uh they had like miami had uh, I think it was like 33, 34 seconds left, and they didn't even try to go for go for the W. They just went ahead and took a knee and went to OT. I didn't really understand that call, but you know they ended up winding. They winded up uh, winning in the uh, overtime just because uh, Tommy uh, Tommy threw a pick. Uh, the Husker quarterback threw a pick, which I wasn't too. I was like, ah, he threw a pick. Okay, we might get it back. Hopefully, they don't kick that field goal. But <clears throat> um, number 71, I forgot his name. He got a call for a, um, a unsportsmanlike conduct because he popped the uh, the corner. They got the uh, the Miami corner who got the interception when he was already out of bounds, which was stupid. It was out of frustration because they had so much momentum. Then just to you know throw away a pick, but still that put them on the 12 and a half yard line. And you know they had some shots. The NUD looked great. Uh, you know shout out to them because they did look damn good in that fourth quarter. You know holding off of Miami and uh, they kicked the field goal for the W. So Miami went ended up winning. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry about that. Uh, they ended up winning. 36 33 but still the huskers you know they channel channeled their inner mama clump i ain't no easy win nigga and you know they kind of riley kind of restored faith in us even though we're one and two right now and i did tweet out fire riley because how we lost to byu bum ass brigham young off a of hell mary play you should never lose off of that but we didn't call some w's off a of hell mary so i ain't tripping but i am tripping because it happened to us but yeah i mean he had some he he had some great offensive play calling you know he kind of let tommy go out there and tommy was out there acting like he was in the middle of the street playing 5,000 with his friends and i wasn't even mad at him so if they can play that loose and have that kind of freedom you know hey i'm gonna give riley a chance you know i'll give him a couple seasons before i get on my back on my bandwagon to bring back Bo. but Hey, shout out to the Huskers and shout out to that fourth quarter offense and defense that we had. And you Husker haters, come on home. You're already home. You're already on this red soil. Just just embrace. Just embrace us. I mean, it's it's not bad. You know, whatever game you was listening to when you got fired or when your girl walked out on you and said you, you know, you wasn't doing what you were supposed to be doing. Hey, it's all right. Don't blame don't blame, you know, Herbie Husker. Don't blame the Husker fans. Just embrace it. And if you ain't got nothing to say nice about, you know, um, NU, have a fucking team. That's all I ask. Just be loyal to one team. 
okay i don't even care if the reason that like you like uh let's say michigan you like the wolverines just because they're blue and yellow hey that's your reason you're loyal to them kudos to you now you can be an official husker hater but if you're rooting for every team that we play against you can suck a large 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 elephant dick and then after you get done doing that you can eat a bowl of baby dicks and i hope you choke on them all right so that's pretty much all i gotta say to the husker haters that was a pretty long rant but i am passionate about my huskers go big red and i'm passionate about creighton's men's basketball can't wait for the season to you know pop off and go spurs go got about what 38 37 38 days until the nba season tips off and hopefully my Colts can get that w tomorrow just because we lost to the bum-ass Buffalo Bills, they got a great defense, but still, there's still some fucking bums. It's still Buffalo. But anyways, that's another story. But shout-out to all my teams, and shout-out to y'all for listening to this rant. I know it ain't nothing about social injustice, but I'm hyped because, I mean, that was a good-ass game in the fourth quarter. So, moving forward, we are going to talk about uh, your boy Ahmed. Um little dude uh, who i know you guys already read the articles and shit like that um about the kid who built the uh, the homemade clock took it to his engineer teacher and all of a sudden his engineer teacher you know called the police on him because they thought Ackman was about to blow everybody up and have 72 virgins so to the people defending this um this action and saying that the the teacher took the right precautions will help me out how come they didn't evacuate the school okay and then how come you didn't see anything about a bomb squad or a bomb sniffing dog coming in just help me out with that because it just seems like they just called the cops didn't try to you know evacuate the school or anything like that uh seems a little shysty don't it so anyway there's this uh little right wing uh negro child named cj pearson uh he went off on a uh, tangent uh fox news is about to use him fox news and conservatives and the what about black on black crime brigade excuse me that's just funny saying that what about black on black crime brigade are going to use this young man as a uh, mascot or as a puppet to show you know anytime that you try to challenge their beliefs they're like well this black kid right here see his thoughts he feels the same way but this black kid i think he is brainwashed he might be mixed uh, or he might be you know he might have those right-wing parents or he could be adopted could have one of those black families you know black parents that uh, moved up out the hood or it could be second generation of folks who moved on up like the jeffersons and they're turning their back on black folks and they're part of the respectability politics gang like your boy bill cosby was telling us to pull our pants up and be respectful and white folks will respect us but now his black ass is in hot water and he's trying to you know gather some support because he's out here uh putting molly all in her champagne she ain't even know it but anyways back to this young man named cj pearson i'm gonna play this rant that he did uh speaking about president obama uh uh inviting this uh young man ahmed to the uh, white house and he has something very interesting to say at the end i kind of agree with some of the points he was making about uh, being invited into the white house for just building a clock 
But you got to think about the circumstances surrounding it. And then, you know, uh, Obama doesn't want this little boy to grow up thinking that America hates Muslims. But the majority in America fear Muslims and they feel fear people of color, especially the darker ones, the black and the brown ones. But let me go ahead and play this rant for y'all. So give me just a moment to pull that up. All right. Right, my man even said thank you at the end um I, this this really just kind of blows me away um he has some more videos of you know why he's proud to be a republican and all this other nonsense but i think it's you know it's it's one of those things that i said before you know either this young man is adopted okay e- either his biological parents is you know he's mixed or you know he's part of that you know that moving on up jefferson generation that you know moved up out the hood you know living with a whole bunch of white folks and uh you know kind of turning his back on uh black community so nothing nothing cuts deeper to me than seeing a child you know or seeing a, a black person spew rhetoric like there's some old 65 year old you know baby boomer republican right winger you know just kicking that shit talking about the black lives matter group is domestic terrorists and that's why cops are out here dying every single day and all this other stuff and he's going he's really going to get a rude awakening it's going to happen 
once this young man gets a little bit older i think he's about 13 or 14 right now and um he he he's going he's going to get that 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 negro wake up call like you know something's going to happen where either he's going to be pulled over by the police uh some of his friends are going to wake him up who's really not his friends or you know some kind of systematic injustice is going to happen to this young man so he's going to get that wake up call it always happens you always see it happen you know somebody spewing some kind of crazy ass rhetoric uh, like your boy Stephen A. Smith you know on the first take he's always talking about he doesn't care about who he offends in the black community and all this other stuff and he's he always kicking that what about black on black crime logic and he always gets a wake up call from ESPN you know if he tries to speak out about you know uh speak out against uh some shit you know against a, a white person his black ass gets suspended and he apologizes wholeheartedly and he's very humble about it so this young man right here he's going to catch that wake up call you know but right now fox news is parading this young man around as a damn mascot um, these right wing you know websites and everything like that are you know posting this video every single where um and it's uh it's disturbing to see a, a child you know speak like that and it's also it's always like i said it's always disturbing to hear a black person talk like that too um there's um there's numerous videos out there numerous videos of black folks out there talking just crazy about their own people and this is this is what you know it it just reminds me of the situations that you know black folks are in the injustices that we face and you start bringing light to it and they start getting folks start getting scared and they start speaking out hey things are great the way they are folks fear change you know folks even if it's changed for the better you know this is supposed to be the land of liberty and justice but it's built on the backs of minorities and my minorities i mean what what the hell is a minority anyway because, I mean, people of color all over the globe, you know, outnumber the quote-unquote majority. But, hey, that's another great trick by Dr. Yakub. But, anyway, um, it, it it reminds me of that, that Malcolm X speech about the uh, house Negro and the field Negro. And uh, a lot of these house Negroes, you know, they want things to kind of stay, stay the same, stay the way that they are. So... You know, a lot of the times they're going to kick that rhetoric about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Uh, what about black on black crime? You know, everybody, um, all lives matter and things of that sort. And, um, you know, I feel like I say the same thing week after week when uh, new shit like this comes up. And, and it gets tiring, but at the same time, you got to keep fighting a good fight and you got to keep letting people know um, about what's going on in the world. But uh, people like this, um, I know he's just a teenager right now, but, you know, he's been he's he's been groomed. He's been groomed to think this way, to feel this way. And you get these uh, these black folks and what they love to do, what black folks, black Republicans love to do. They love, they love to tell you, oh, I'm a Republican because Abraham Lincoln was one and he freed the slaves because he had a good heart. And you're just like, well, that's bullshit. It's all about a dollar. And the South was making money hand over foot, hand over fist, whatever you want to call it. They was making just 
killing the North and the North couldn't do shit about it. And the North is just like, hey, you guys need to chill out. You know, you need to end slavery right now. You know, you need to start, you know, paying these people, blah, 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 or whatever. And the South is like, fuck you. We're going to be our own entity. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll form our own confederate union, you know, so boom, here you go with the stars and the bars flag and all this other bullshit. And if you look, Abraham Lincoln was even quoted as saying that <clears throat> I don't have the quote verbatim, but he was saying that if he could, you know, keep slaves and keep everyone happy, he would keep people in slavery. You know, he would. And, you know, black folks blaze black right wingers and conservatives, quote unquote. They love to throw that in your face. They always tell you about, well, you got to know your history because Abraham Lincoln, he was a Republican and all this other nonsense. And it's, it's like, get the fuck out of here. And then you got these, these black folks. I hope y'all seen that video of that. Uh, this, there was a brother that recorded uh, a Trump intro and this black man is just just breaking his, trying to break his damn shoulder off, trying to shake uh, Donald Trump's hand. And Donald Trump is just like, nah, fam, you ain't getting shit from me. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's like, you deserve that, you damn fool. And he's looking straight butt hurt, you know, after that video. But anyways, it's like I said, you know, you black conservatives, y'all, y'all really, y'all really just, y'all, y'all love to be tokens, just love to be tokens. And you, you really, you really don't get it. It's like, you guys are happy you know getting scraps from that republican table or from that white supremacy table and you're fine with you know eating that fatty meat instead of trying to build your own table something equal to you know which you're fighting for a spot at the kitty table not even a kitty table i mean you're just fighting for scraps you know it's and it's just like people like this young man is probably gonna grow up to be the next larry elder larry elder is a fucking joke he's the king of what about black on black crime and everything like that and you people you people and all this other shit and it's like okay who the fuck are you you know you made a few dollars and you're making even more dollars by spewing this hate and this bullshit ass rhetoric so it's a joke this video that this young man posted up is a joke but uh you know hey he, he's probably gonna make a few dollars doing these interviews and his folks are probably like hell yeah let's keep on doing it so i mean help me understand you know uh black conservatives because what exactly are you conserving I mean, you don't control any land, any resources. You can't allocate anything. So help me out. What are you conserving for the future? What are you going to pass down? Do you have any generational wealth that you can pass down that you're conserving? So just so people like you who look like you can obtain that because that's all racism is. So help me understand that. That's what I that's what I need to know. So, I mean, Wow. I mean, if you want to just keep on being a puppet, keep on being a mascot, keep on being that token black friend, as they more power to you. You know, I'm happy for you. You know, if you and I know I know 90 percent of y'all can't even look yourselves in the mirror. Look at yourselves in the mirror. You know, you probably brush your teeth with your head facing down in the sink. That's what you probably do. And it's sad. So, I mean, how can you just sell your soul like that? It's just something that I really, really do not get, okay?
But anyways, I mean, that's all I really got to say about that. Like I said, I really don't understand it. But, hey, fuck it. Do whatever you can to keep the lights on. And still, you know, I hope you die a slow death. All you guys who uh, just really want to just shit on uh, a civil rights movement. You know, you, you shitting on these folks who are out here trying to, you know, do what's best you know for their people and uh and it, and it makes them uncomfortable it makes you uncomfortable because you are the token negro of the group that you're in and you like that shit you feel special that you're a pet but and you got the nerve to call the blm group uh domestic terrorism domestic terrorist and that's the reason that these cops are being killed every single day so I really don't get it. I mean, you need uh, Big Mama, you know, to uh, go outside, to have you go outside and get a branch, a switch, uh, peel them leaves off, peel the little um, limbs off, and uh, beat the shit out you. That's what you need. You need Big Mama to beat the shit out you. Or you need to go out in the backyard and shoot the fair one with your father. But your father probably just loves those scraps, so he ain't gonna do that. So your grandpa needs to do that. So, I mean... With, with black Republicans and black folks with money who are uncomfortable with uh, fighting a good fight, which is for justice and equality, you know, for them, the, the great equalizer for them is money. You know, money makes makes everything a little bit more tolerable. You can sleep a little better at night. You know, if you get harassed by the police and all this other nonsense, you're like, oh, I can just bail myself out of jail. I got bail money and things like that. They're just doing their job and shit like that. Because, I mean, money brings you into those circles. But you lose your self-respect. But, hey, you know, I know them white folks ice is colder than ours. So keep doing what you do. Keep doing what the hell you want to do. So anyways, um, I guess I'm going to just move on to, um, there was an article in the um, World Herald or uh, Omaha.com and it was talking about how at the uh, Omaha Public Library, um, they're tired of, they're tired of like the homeless folks being down there, they're, uh, um, they're tired of, uh, the, the rowdiness down down there and they're tired of um they're they're tired of they said the the culture change they said a culture change is needed downtown at the uh, main library branch now i don't know if uh, anybody else is uh dealing with this um but the main thing is uh article is talking about that uh there's been frequent disturbances you know rowdy behavior um you know folks having sex in the stairwells at the library and the thing that what's funny about this if you look a little deeper is um that they're renovating uh downtown the downtown uh area just um just west of the old market um so the old market starts at what 11th street Le- uh, about 13th no not thir- uh, 13th yeah it starts at 13th street uh, 13th to uh, 10th Street, and uh, so just west of there, so like uh, 16th to 14th. So, well, 16th to 20th, they're renovating, they're inputting a whole bunch of new apartments. They got these beautiful, um, luxurious um, apartments uh, at the Brandeis Building, 
and things of that sort and uh this whole story is just uh is is i don't i don't want to necessarily say it's gentrification because it's it's not but it's kind of you know pushing out these homeless folks and uh the first step that they did was actually um a few years back the city buses all go through downtown it's the main hub um <clears throat> just like any other city there's every single bus in the city mainly runs downtown and uh every single bus stop now since they renovated these apartments and uh building all these new apartments and they're charging sky high rent for these condos and stuff like that every single bus stop now does not have a bench so you can't sit down so all my people that be hard working you know you on your feet all damn day dealing with bullshit and then you know you get your bus uh you transfer to you get on one bus to transfer to another but you got to stop downtown to transfer to another one you know you you the only time you're sitting down is on the bus so then you got to stand back up you got to wait and there's no shelters either no covered shelters uh for people to get the bus so when it's raining you're gonna catch hell you know, if it's hell and outside, you're catching hell. And this all started with a home association group or not an association group, but people complaining um, who lived in those Brandeis, um, con- not condos, but those um, apartments or whatever. It was uh, some, some affluent people who lived there and uh, well-to-do people. Um, they pretty much complained about that. And then because um, a lot of homeless folks were sleeping on those benches. And you know, you catching getting shelter in there, and you know they start complaining it's an eyesore and all this other nonsense. So this is the same thing that's happened with the library. The library downtown has always been full of homeless folks begging for money. It's mainly homeless teens. And uh, across the street is something called the Gene Leahy Mall. It's not a mall at all, but it's like a park. And uh, the the um, the mission. And a couple of more places like, uh, you know, homeless shelter, they, they, this right across the street from the library, they pull up in vans and they have like sack lunches and, you know, um, sacked, uh, you know, um, toiletries for people. And so that's where a lot of those folks hang out at, you know, they fill out job applications online and things of that sort. And it's always been, you know, it's been a few bad apples in the bunch, but now since they're trying to, you know, uh, get more people downtown into these apartments that they're just now building um they they're trying to clean up and talk about a culture change and all this other shit but shit um i've been going to the library since forever and i remember in high school like doing using those computers down there um way back in like shit 2000 2001 2002 you know down there doing research for papers and stuff homeless dudes would be down there on the fucking internet looking at fucking porn back when netscape was uh popping and shit like that in the aol they was down there looking at porn trying to get their rocks off and you would tell security and security would be like oh stop touching yourself and then they couldn't kick them out because they said that they could be doing research i'm like what the fuck is this old motherfucker in here doing touching his dick and looking at some woman rubbing on her monkey you know what i'm saying so it would be situations like that and it's been going on for years like i said that was back in the early 2000s and now it's 2015 but since they got all these apartments and all these hipsters and all these you know these quote-unquote mini moguls uh coming in and trying to move in now it needs to be a culture change
but people have been complaining for years. I know my mama was talking about how her and her people don't feel safe. Her and her girlfriends don't feel safe going down to that branch of the library just because of the nasty homeless dudes who's always down there watching porn and shit like that. So, help me out. So, I guess, you, well, you already know what's happening. Money talks. That's pretty much it. Money fucking talks. So they're trying to, you know, appeal to a different class of people and all this other shit. But people have been complaining for years about the homeless folks being down there in the library stanking, um, being down there, you know, washing their dick and balls in the damn sink. You know, little kids in there going into the men's room, some nigga asshole naked in the damn sink washing his balls and his ass crack. So, I mean, it's been happening for years, but now all of a sudden it's a problem because they get numerous calls, but they've been getting calls. You talk, like I said, back in the day, you talk to security about it and they're just like oh stop doing that and like damn call the police or something oh we don't want to make a scene and shit like that and i kid you not that's what some security guard said to me back when i was in high school so you know some nigga with his dick out well he wasn't well when i say nigga i mean uh, black white everything everybody a nigga but <clears throat> so some nigga in some sweatpants you know playing with his dick looking at some woman rubbing her monkey like i said before but you know, now all of a sudden, since uh, this money is coming in, uh, they're trying to get more money into the city. This needs to be a culture change. We're just some damn bullshit. So fuck the police uh, for not doing their job, you know, beforehand for not making uh, people feel safe and things of that sort. So just, just everything, you know. So fuck the police officials. Fuck all of them. You know, you're only doing that because the mayor is on your ass. <clears throat> you know about. Um, you know, the residents need to feel safe and all this other bullshit because she's probably getting the kickback from some of these companies that's building apartments down here. And speaking of Mayor Mean Gene Stothers bullshit, fuck her for trying to extend the meters uh, downtown. She wants to try to extend them down to, I think, 9 p.m. on the weekdays and even have us, you know, charge for parking on the weekends. Like, get the fuck up out of here. You just find, you just find the, uh, the city, uh, excuse me contract disposal uh trash disposal company a hundred grand now all of a sudden you want to raise the price of meters and then charge meters for extra hours because in omaha it's between i think the hours of eight and five monday through friday that you got to pay for meter parking or whatever with the meters and it's free on weekends now you want to raise the the prices of the meters and then on top of that you want to go ahead and charge people on the weekends it's like fuck you you up here <clears throat> trying to milk every fucking dime out of people i mean the mayor before oh, i forgot that skinny bean string motherfucker who introduced the fucking uh we have a tax a two percent um entertainment tax and all that is if you eat out at a restaurant even fucking fast food you get charged another two percent and all of a sudden we don't know where this money is going and she made these promises of oh i'll get rid of this uh, tax and all this other shit and that shit ain't went away and now she's trying to even you know get more money out of the people and he's you know got these cops patrolling on the streets even heavier trying to rack up money and court costs and fines and all this other kind of bullshit that's gonna go right back to the city and she doesn't have any any successful plan to budget you know for the city's budget and it's just straight up bullshit straight up bullshit so yeah fuck the mayor fuck what she stands for you know and just just very poor a very poor individual a poor being and you know just whatever fuck mean gene 
And, uh, you know, she'll probably send me some kind of angry emoji because she don't like to talk to people face to face. So she'll probably shoot me some kind of weird emoji on Twitter or something like that, like an angry devil face or something or the one emoji with his nostrils flared out, blowing out smoke or some shit like that because she's very passive aggressive. But still, fuck the mayor and fuck what she stands for. So anyway... We're going to move on to uh, Selling Hope Like Dope. Um, your boy uh, Kanye Tudor, uh a.k.a. Yeezus, uh, Yeezus West. Uh, a shout out to all the people who was posting that old ass picture of the, uh, I think it was My Twisted Dark Fantasy with him with the uh, thorn crown on sitting next to the white woman. and uh, Or it might have been the alternate cover for Jesus, I can't remember, but it's been floating all, all over Omaha Facebook and people are talking about, he thinks he's Jesus and he's calling himself Jesus. As you can imagine, I got a lot of older people on my Facebook feed, I don't know why. But uh, shout out to them for keep posting that picture and talking about that he's not Jesus and Jesus is a white man with brown hair and a goatee. And uh, yeah, so shout out to them. But anyway, Yeezy season uh, part two uh, just uh, appeared on, uh, you know, I think he had some theater showings um, all over uh, the United States. And um, it wasn't any different from Yeezy season one. I mean, a lot of the clothes look like, uh, you know, Walking Dead extra clothes, you know, wardrobe. Uh, They look like the same clothes that was uh, used in, um, I forgot the city, uh, in The Matrix. But that's what they look like. And uh, it was mainly just beige colored sweatpants, uh, sweatshirts, and leggings. Uh, But we did get some new colors for the... uh, the Yeezy Boost, which was kind of cool. They showed like a plum color and they showed a black pair. So I'm going to try to cop that black pair. Um, I mean, they do kind of look like Uggs, but I still fuck with them because, hey, they look dope to me. So to me. But uh, you will not catch me buying a sweatshirt for $1,200. And you won't catch me buying a t-shirt for $500. And some leggings for... Four hundred dollars. That's just not gonna happen. So I get the feeling that he debuted it at New York Fashion Week, and I kind of feel like Ye is like the butt of the fashion world jokes. You know, like ain't nobody let him in on the joke yet. You know, he has like he has all these people come out, and they're in like leotards and shit, and you know, they're in full Matrix get up. Which reminds me of Grandma's Boy. Like, how much do clothes cost in the Matrix? Apparently very expensive if they're made by Yeezy. But, um, it just, it, it's not fashionable. And then I see some people trying to defend it. Like, well, you're not going to wear all of these clothes at once at the same time. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, that's how he displayed the clothes, you know? It's... It, it, it was all beige you had these people in like these combat boots like these fucking 14 inch combat boots you know the ankle was damn near to the the calf or to the to people's kneecaps and it just was very 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 odd maybe i don't understand fashion but i like i said i kind of feel like he's the butt of the fashion world you know a joke of the fashion world like he's not they haven't let him in yet they're like okay well let's just see how creative this negro is so 
Like I said, it ain't Ralph though. And you can't be charging black label or purple label prices on some Hanes sweatshirts. Like you can literally go to Hanes.com or go to your Walmart and buy you some damn uh, sweatshirts. You know, some beige sweatshirts. Because last season was the dark color, Yeezy season one. So this season he's going a little brighter with a lot of clay colors. So... You can literally go and get you a tan sweatshirt and cut some holes in the wrist part and put your thumb through it and be like, hey, I just paid $1,300 for this sweatshirt. What you think of it? And then you'll get the holes. So, hey, I'm giving y'all some game right there. So Yeezy is out there selling hope like dope. I mean, he's about to get me to buy his shoes because I really like them. But if I can't get them, I'll probably just complete the sleeve on my left arm for tattoos. So kind of secretly hoping I don't get the copy so I have a reason to finish the sleeve on my left arm so moving on to hold this L I think your boy James Harden is going to have to hold this L as everybody knows some of you might not know James Harden is a shooting shooting guard for the uh, Houston Rockets um, always he's the beard has a big ass beard always rocks a mohawk and he always does little be cooking motion when he hits a bucket on somebody so he just signed a deal with adidas for 200 million dollars and he was uh and the deal doesn't take place until the end of this month so he was spotted out wearing a pair of air jordans by i think tmz or something when he was walking with fake booty uh chloe kardashian his new jump off um and adidas sent him a letter telling him to stop wearing jordans so the reason why james harden is holding this l is because he just signed a deal with adidas and you have to look at the adidas athletes you have to look at derrick rose and how bad he got hurt wearing those sneakers and then you have to look at jimmy butler who left adidas actually took a huge pay cut to come over to jordan brand and he didn't get hurt until he started wearing adidas and he actually blamed the sneakers for that and then there's a video of kobe bryant making fun of um adidas because uh, there was a kid at his camp wearing them and he was talking about he's gonna roll his damn ankles now if you don't know adidas has that uh like that adi boost shit and uh their sneakers are like their basketball sneakers they're trying to make them lighter and faster but there's no ankle support it's like wearing a pair a pair of socks with a rubber bottom so a lot of athletes are getting hurt in those shoes and uh you know hopefully james harden doesn't get hurt you know he went to where the money was i'm not mad at him about that but you gotta think about your professional career because that's your bread and butter but maybe he did think about it and he got 200 m's and he's just like hey if i get hurt i still got 200 m's right here so james harden you gotta hold this l because i know i know you like wearing J's, and i know you like you know stunting with nike stuff but uh yeah you are going to be in some lame ass kicks from now on so james harden you gotta hold this l all right i know at the beginning of the show i was a little bit long-winded talking about uh the husker team um and the husker haters i apologize for that but i really am passionate about my teams so hopefully you guys are passionate about you know a sports team or passionate about something in your life so we're moving on to health over wealth and i want you guys to be inspired you know i want to light a fire up under you i want you guys to be the best that you can possibly be so this quote is from tim ferris he's an uh he's a, a author and a motivational speaker and he's a podcaster also um he has this quote it says it's lonely at the top 
99% of people in the world are convinced they are incapable of achieving great things, so they aim for the mediocre. The level of competition is thus fiercest for realistic goals, paradoxically uh, making them the most time and energy consuming and realistic goals are in quotes. So I really want you to just kind of think about that. Um, the level of competition is thus fiercest for realistic goals. So that's making them that makes them most time consuming and energy consuming. So basically what he's saying is, you know, stop trying to be mediocre because, I mean, it's your life. Shoot for the top. Shoot for the absolute best. I don't care how fucking crazy your goal is. You know you can reach that shit. You know what you need to do, so do it. Stop being mediocre. Stop fighting to get a job at these companies that you know that you're better than, but you're competing with excuse me 50 60 other applicants and you're you're or you're going into some kind of career field or your uh you know your college studies into something that you don't want to do but you know that it'll kind of pay decent and i'm not saying that you you know what you need to do and do it you gotta you you know you have to survive you have to you know pay your bills pay your rent you know things of that sort you have to survive but at the same time shoot towards your goal no matter how fucking crazy it is go for it go for it i don't and listen to me don't don't tell anybody close to you what your goal is because somebody's gonna somebody's gonna shock you and try to talk you out of it so once you start making those steps towards it maybe you can put it out there in the air but what i want you to really do is kind of keep it to yourself talk to yourself about it you know write out your goals and i want you to fight for it i really want you to fight for it you know if you want to be the best damn fireman in the state of nebraska you can do that if you want to start up your own you know your own sneaker line your own sneaker company you feel like you can compete with nike and adidas you can do that you can absolutely do that the universe has the has a way of just getting the hell up out your way if you're so determined to do that and case in point is um let's say uh have you ever been thinking about something or someone you like just thinking about it or that person all week and then all of a sudden you just run into that person without even trying to that's that's the universe you put that thought out there and it happens like you're like you like damn i've really been thinking about such and such that i used to you know play ball with or something like that you know and then you just keep thinking about it thinking about it, thinking about it and all of a sudden you running into that person like what in the hell like it's a coincidence or something or you've been craving something like you just been craving something like just delicious just just craving 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 and then you finally you know then all of a sudden it just pops up you don't actually pursue it but it just kind of pops up like maybe like you have like a work function or something and that food is there and you like what in the damn hell or you like thinking about money like this happens to me a lot like I, i'm always thinking about money just thinking about it, thinking about it and i'll end up finding like you know money in my pockets or something you know when i'm doing laundry or something like that so and then or if you're thinking about you know starting up something 
you know a, a company or something of that sort and then you don't know what you're thinking of you know you don't know like what kind of company you want to run or something like that then all of a sudden it just kind of hits you because you were just doing something and you stop thinking about it but that positive energy was still out there in the universe so i really want you to guys just to start thinking about your goals and start working towards them but really just put those positive thoughts out into the universe like really just really be determined like you can't live without it like that's what i want you guys to do so just keep thinking about your goals do not be mediocre do not dim your light for anybody do not dim it you know if those around you start seeing you shining and they hating on it they they never was your friend in the first place you know it could be even family sometimes you might have to distance yourself from your family and some people won't understand until you actually make it so and that's fine that's fine long as you believe and you put it in your heart put it out in the universe all right much love to everybody out there um like i said again i apologize for the rant earlier but i really despise husker haters just uh, and uh yeah much love to everybody out there and please 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 follow your goals follow your dreams and tune in next week much love one Everybody working late, trying to make it percolate yeah. Like a kite on a breezy day Did things the fast way to live life the easy way But it don't sound right to me So I gotta pray to God that he showed the light to me That the cops gun come soon Real hot outside, somebody gon' pop soon Somebody getting locked up, trying to get rich So them bricks getting chopped up like Siegel in the cell, nigga, he what can up, feel Siegel? the evil right now, he up in hell, nigga. You saying go hard or go home, go shit, you the ghost, stay afloat in your own zone. Or you dead or you telling or running behind a nappy head bitch that be yelling I don't want to relax with the stars I just want the finances to match with the bars Come on. The drought is coming, the bullets went through his back and out his stomach uh, The world keeps turning, B One in the box and one in the infirmary yeah. They gon' always need cheaper, but dust juice is biting I need me a three liter more money for me than I could really turn it up on them with 20s and C. Hating in the worst way, shorty's coming home violating on their first day. Lighting the purple, tighten your circle. Cause when the hating's coming from home base, it hurts you. No doubt. What up, Sammy? What up, homie? It's your boy, Shig Loach. 
D block, D block. Stay proud, stay proud. Hey, homie, I got you. I got you, daddy. Hey, yo, I see them scheming. They think I'm dreaming, but I ain't sleep. I'm watching them too. I see them. I get out the car to get a cigar. They think it's sweet, cause I ain't with my crew. What up, dog? What up? The hammer's on me, but I don't want beef. I swear to God, I'm just passing through. Ain't nothing. I hear them talking about my chain So if he go for it, what am I do? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? The time they gon' give me if this nigga try steal it They think I'm rich, they want my bitch They want my car, they think I'm a star Police is watching, they want me to clap And kill this young boy and screw up my rap I'm hearing Siegel inside my head He telling me chill, my eyes is red Damn 